welcome to C3 Church to Bukit. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full, and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. What comes to mind when I say the word prayer? Do you find prayer easy or hard? Do you find prayer boring or life-giving? Discouraging or faith-building? How about this question? How would you rate your prayer life at the moment? Strong? Okay. Weak? Non-existent. The majority of us watching would probably give ourselves a low to average grade when it comes to evaluating our prayer lives. Because for some reason, as Christians, we find ourselves often feeling like we're not praying enough. That we're not measuring up to the level or spiritual standards that we think we should be. And we can often feel condemnation surrounding our prayer habits. When it comes to prayer, we might think things like, I don't think God cares about the things that I'm praying about. Or God won't want to hear my prayers because I've messed up too much. I don't know what to pray. I'm not very good at praying. When I pray, it feels like God isn't listening or paying attention. I don't have enough faith. Any of these thoughts sound familiar? Prayer is something that as Christians, we know that we are meant to do. Yet there seems to be a number of obstacles that we have to overcome in order to do it. We're in this series of going deeper in our relationship with God. God is calling us to draw closer to Him during this season. Today we are going to look at one of the most important ways that we can go deeper in God, and that's through prayer. Let me begin by helping realign some of our beliefs surrounding prayer. Let's look first at what prayer is not. Prayer is not magic. We cannot summon God as if he was a genie waiting to grant our wishes. And prayer is not just a list of things we want God to do for us. It's not about us trying to manipulate God to do things for us. And prayer is not a monologue. It's not a one-way conversation. Prayer is not a last resort. It's not what we do after we've tried to get counsel from everyone else, or even after we've searched the internet for answers. It's also not a box to tick on the list of religious things that we should do as Christians. It's important that we don't let these inaccurate thoughts influence our beliefs about prayer. So what is prayer? Prayer is talking with God. Prayer is based on relationship. As Max Licardo explains it, we speak and he listens. He speaks and we listen. This is prayer in its purest form. Prayer can take on different forms. It can be spoken, it can be written out, it can be silently communicated through our thoughts. And prayer can encompass confession, praise and adoration, supplication, intercession and more. Anyone can pray from any demographic. Both males and females can pray. And you can be from any social status or any cultural background. Prayer has no barriers. We can pray at any time, any place, and in all circumstances. And prayer grants us the privilege of experiencing God. Through prayer, we obtain an experiential basis for our faith. Prayer can make our understanding of God real on an emotional level. As we approach prayer, guided by such truths, we will find that many of the obstacles we mentioned earlier are removed. 
because the focus is taken off our performance and our doing and is put on to us connecting and being with God. In order to develop a clear idea of prayer, we must first have a clear idea of God. Our God is a personal being. This is critical when it comes to prayer because it means that we can interact with God, that we are able to relate to Him on a meaningful level. That's a powerful thought. He's not a God made of stone or wood, and He's not a silent or distant God. He wants to be close to us, and God created us specifically to have relationship with Him. And not only is God personal, He is loving. And this is also important in relation to prayer. If God were personal, but uncaring and unkind, then prayer might do us more harm than good. But God is indeed loving, and this means that God always desires the best for us because He loves us. And as we think about God in this way, that He's both personal and loving, we begin to see why prayer is so vitally important, as it's the main way we communicate with God. Think about, for a moment, a significant relationship in your life. Maybe a loved one, your partner, a family member, or a treasured friend. What would that relationship look like if you weren't able to communicate with them? It'd be very hard to build a close relationship, right? When it comes to prayer, we need to focus on the fact that it's about building a relationship with God, not about doing a religious task. And as we do this, it opens the way for us to engage with the most profound and impacting relationship we can experience, friendship with God. God is indeed calling us to go deeper in our relationship with Him, deeper in reading the Word and growing in our understanding of His nature and character, going deeper in our praise and worship of His great name and living a lifestyle of thanksgiving, going deeper in surrender, giving Him our whole lives and walking in day-to-day -day surrender to His plan and purposes. As we finish this series, we will see that prayer encompasses all of these spiritual disciplines and more. Today, we're going to look at some ways that we can engage in our relationship with God in a deeper way through prayer. Sometimes one of our biggest obstacles to prayer is that we don't know what to pray or how to pray or that we've only just learned one way to pray. We're going to be looking at three different styles of prayer that will help us in drawing closer to God. And just like any other relationship, keeping a close relationship with God requires time, our efforts, and also a level of creativity. That is doing things differently to keep the relationship flourishing. Maybe you've been struggling to pray lately. Maybe you're finding prayer a little bit boring because it feels like you're just praying the same things all the time and nothing seems to be changing. Why not commit to incorporating some of these styles of prayer into your daily devotion time each day this week? I'm believing that as you do, there will be fresh fire that will come upon your prayer life. The first style of prayer we will be looking at today is praying the scriptures. Maybe you've been finding your prayers don't seem to be making much difference. And there are multiple reasons why prayers seem to go unanswered. And one of the things that we want to make sure is that we're asking God for something that is in line with His will for our lives. In the book of 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, one of Jesus' closest disciples, John, writes this, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, 
that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. What an amazing promise from God. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, and that is that we have a knowing in our hearts, a faith about God's ability to hear us, then whatever we ask, we will receive. We see here that one of the keys to accessing this promise is praying for things that are in line with his will. And the best way that we can pray in line with God's will is to use the Bible to guide us in our prayers. For the way that we get to know God's will is through reading his word. Using scriptures as the basis of our prayers can have significant and powerful results. And it deepens our understanding of God's character, causing trust to be built and our closeness with God to be further developed. Now, praying using the scriptures may be a new concept for you, or maybe one that you've heard about before, but never really engaged with. Let's take a look at what this can look like and how we can engage with this style of prayer. Basically, praying the scriptures requires three simple steps. First, choosing a passage of scripture. Second, reading one line of scripture at a time. And third, using that line as the basis of our prayers. This process can be continued for each verse of the passage that you're using. Sounds simple, right? And it is. Sometimes we can think that prayer needs to be complicated and elaborate. But God wants everyone to be able to connect with him in prayer. Simple is good. There are many passages of scripture that you can choose to pray through. The Bible is full of prayers. From Genesis to Revelation, there are biblical prayers that we can pray to strengthen our spiritual walk with God. These prayers cover every kind of emotion and experience. The whole book of Psalms is basically like a prayer book that we can use as the basis of our prayers. And the book of Ephesians and Philippians also contain a number of passages that we could use to pray through. So let's demonstrate what this could look like as we pray through a passage of scripture. And as we do this, I'll introduce you to the other two styles of prayer that we're going to be talking about today that can easily be used in combination with praying the scriptures. Let's begin with Psalm chapter 23. This is such an amazing passage of scripture. So if we were going to pray this passage, we would first speak out the first line. The Lord is my shepherd. And then use this as the basis of our prayer. And we may pray out something like this. Lord, I acknowledge that you are my shepherd. You're a good shepherd and you have been faithful to guide me all these years. And I look to you again for guidance as I make this particular decision about my future. Show me which way to go. Make it clear what I should do. You might take a moment to get a sense of what God might be leading you to do to allow him to speak to you about any decisions that you may be facing at this time. You could continue on. Lord, I pray that you would shepherd my family today, guide them into your ways and guard them against any distractions or any attack from the enemy. May my children choose to follow you as their good shepherd. And may you bless our leaders and pastors that are shepherding our church during this time. And you can continue on praying until you run out of things to pray. And then you could move on to the next line. I shall not want. And then use this as the basis of the next part of your prayer. 
Lord, I thank you that all my needs are met in you. You are my source. You are my provider. And every good and perfect gift comes from your hand. I bring you my needs today. May you provide the finances that I need. And you could be specific here about your current needs. Or maybe you could take time to pray for someone else who is in want and to pray for their particular needs. Let's continue reading verse two and three. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters and he refreshes my soul. You could pray something like, thank you God that you give me rest. Thank you that you provide me spiritual and food for nourishment and access to your living water. Thank you that you restore my soul. Now at this point, I want to introduce you to a second style of prayer, waiting on God and being filled with the Spirit. Jesus gives this promise to his disciples in John chapter 14, verse 16 to 17. It says, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. Other translations use the word helper who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. And before Jesus ascended to heaven, after he was resurrected from the dead, he gave this instruction to his disciples as recorded in Luke chapter 24, verse 49. And now I will send the Holy Spirit, just as my father promised, but stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. And again, Jesus speaks these words as recorded in Acts chapter one, verse eight. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. God has given us the Holy Spirit as our helper. And as a result, we have access to power from God to live out the Christian faith. We have access to power to share the good news and be witnesses for God to our community. And as we take time to receive power from the Holy Spirit and to submit to his leading, we will see the fruits of the Spirit evident in our lives, like love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I don't know about you, but I want more of those fruits produced in my life. The Holy Spirit is our helper. The question is, are we drawing on his help every day? Imagine what a difference spending five to 10 minutes every day waiting on God and receiving his power would make in our daily lives. Waiting on God isn't easy to do in our fast paced world, which is filled with busy schedules and countless distractions from things like social media and entertainment. We live in an age where everything is accessible to us in almost an instant. If I have a question about anything, I just need to ask Siri on my phone and she gives me an answer within seconds. The thought of us having to wait to be still without having a screen in front of our face can seem rather foreign to us. But as we remove these distractions and take time to wait on God and receive power from the Holy Spirit, I am convinced that we will see our lives transformed. So let's go back to this verse in Psalm 23. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Maybe you find yourself feeling a little spiritually dry at this time because you've been giving out so much to others. At this point, you could pray a couple of sentences like we mentioned just a few moments ago. Then instead of moving on to reading the next line, you could take some time to wait on God and receive power from the Holy Spirit. You could receive a fresh infilling of peace and joy and rest. 
Again, this doesn't need to be complex. It's something simple for us to do. You may like to listen to some instrumental music at the same time. One of my favorites is an artist called William Augusto, and you can find him on YouTube or Spotify and Apple Music. And he has countless instrumental tracks that you can use for your prayer times. Then take time to pray. Holy Spirit, fill me with your power. I'm feeling dry and empty. And I lay down my feelings of weariness to you. Sorry that I've been trying to carry things in my own strength. I lay down my striving. Will you come and fill me with your peace and your joy? Will you pour out your rivers of living water and bring refreshing to my heart and my mind, my body and my soul? And then just wait. You may picture yourself standing in a luscious green pasture and walking over to a clear stream and drinking the fresh water. Or you may picture living water just washing over your whole being and bringing refreshing and replenishing to those areas that feel dry. You may find that you need some hope because you've been doubting and battling discouragement. As you wait on God, you can have access to hope abounding. You might be feeling stressed or anxious about something, or maybe someone has wronged you or hurt you and you're struggling to forgive them. The Holy Spirit can help with that too. It's in the waiting that we can also give God the opportunity to speak his words of direction, guidance, and encouragement. As we talked about before, prayer is not a monologue. It's a two-way conversation. We speak, he listens, he speaks, and we listen. God wants to speak to us. He wants to shepherd and lead us. And he is not limited in the way that he communicates with us. He uses a number of different techniques. He can speak through the scriptures, through pictures or visions, thoughts, impressions, feelings of peace, as well as through other people. As you wait on God to be refreshed and strengthened, you might sense God giving you guidance or speaking to you about what to do, or even how to deal with the situations that you're facing at this moment. We have a helper in the Holy Spirit. Let's make sure that we seek his help every day. Let's be a people that daily access the power of the Holy Spirit to walk this journey of faith and to take time to wait on him and to hear his voice. Let's continue praying through this passage of scripture. Let's read verse four. Even when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We live in a time where there is so much fear in our world. The pandemic has brought a heightened level of fear, particularly about our health and our well-being. There has been this darkness of despair and hopelessness that has threatened to cloud our vision. Yet this psalm gives us an amazing promise to cling to, that we are not alone when we walk through the dark valleys. We have our good shepherd who promises to never leave us, who protects us and guides us. As you pray through this verse, you may pray, Father, please free me from the fear of evil. Give me victory over the darkness that tries to surround me. Fill my heart with courage. Thank you, Lord, that you are always with me and that you never leave me nor forsake me. Thank you for using your rod and your staff to protect me and to comfort me. 
I'm so grateful that you fend off any dangers that come my way and I can rest securely knowing that I am safely in your care. Thank you for your protection. As we pray these words, we are reminded of God's character and heart of love for us. Instead of walking through our day wondering if God even cares about what we're dealing with, as we take time to pray through scriptures, we can't help but feel encouraged and strengthened in our faith and our connection to Him. We can take this a step further. Not only can we ask for God's protection and covering over us, but as followers of Christ, because of the victory that Jesus has won for us, we can stand in authority and declare his promises over our circumstances. This is the third style of prayer that we can adopt. That is praying with authority and declaring the promises of God over our lives. Jesus walked in victory and we can too. So often we see that Jesus declared or commanded for things to happen, and they did. He declared, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And a man that was lame was healed instantly. Mark 2 verse 11. He spoke, little girl, get up. And the girl was raised back to life again. Mark 5 verse 41. He commanded, be opened. And instantly the man could hear perfectly, and his tongue was freed so he could speak plainly. Mark 7 verse 34 to 35. He demanded, listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak. I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. And guess what? That boy was set free. Mark 9 verse 25. He rebuked the wind saying, silence, be still. And the wind and the waves became calm. Mark chapter 4 verse 39. And he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. The next time they passed by the tree, it had withered and died. Mark 11 verse 14. In each of these instances, Jesus didn't ask the Father to heal the person or set them free or ask for the particular miracle to take place. He spoke out a declaration which was in line with the will of the Father and miracles took place. There are times when we are facing a dark valley, when we are walking along a difficult road and heaviness is trying to come upon us. And there is nothing wrong with us praying and asking God to help us. But sometimes we are required to stand in the authority that Jesus has already won for us and to tell that darkness to leave in Jesus' name. Jesus took everything Satan tries to use against us and nailed it to the cross. And by doing this, Christ triumphs over all other principalities and powers. We can give thanks to God who always gives us victory through Jesus. So as we read this verse and pray with authority, we could declare something like this. Death, you have no power over me. Christ has already given me victory over both sin and death. This valley is no longer dark, as I declare that the light of Christ comes to be a lamp to my feet, guiding each step that I take. And where his light is, no darkness can overcome it. Evil, you must flee from me. Fear, you must leave my heart and mind. You have no control over my body or emotions. God is my protector. God is my refuge and shield. I will not walk in fear. I am bold and courageous in Christ. I am victorious. There is a strength that comes to us as we pray these declaration type prayers. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 10 to 20 is a great passage to pray through if you're 
facing any level of spiritual warfare. As we pray with authority, this results in us walking in that authority the rest of the day. So let us pray in the authority that Christ has won for us and to declare his victory and his promises over our lives. Let's finish with verse 6. Surely your goodness and love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Here we can finish our prayer time with a time of praise and worship and express our thankfulness to God. You might pray something like, you are a good God. Your love is unfailing. It endures forever. Thank you that you never leave me, that you've never forsaken me. Thank you for revealing your abundant love to me. You are my God and I'm part of your family. My hope and trust is in you alone. Amen. I don't know about you, but I feel strengthened already as we've prayed through this passage of scripture today. And I hope that you too have felt that way and that you've been encouraged to add these three styles of prayer to your prayer times. I know that as we do this, we will walk in a greater level of faith, strength, confidence, and freedom. By praying the scriptures from the Bible, they will become our instructors and teach us how to communicate with God. And we will find ourselves praying more and more in line with the will of the Father by taking time to wait on God and to receive power from the Holy Spirit, we will receive the help that we need to walk this journey with Jesus. And by standing in authority, in the authority that Jesus has won for us, there is great power released as we declare his promises over our lives. These three different styles of prayer will add a greater depth to our prayer lives and will open the way for us to engage with the most profound and impacting relationship we can experience, friendship with God. Let's finish in a moment of prayer. Why don't you bow your heads? God, we thank you for this time that we've shared today. God, we thank you for your word, that it instructs us and guides us and leads us we thank you for these different techniques that we've learned about and how to pray and to go deeper in our relationship with you. I pray for every person watching today that each one of them will feel a stirring in their hearts to seek you in prayer. The Lord, that you would remove any barriers, any obstacles, any mindsets that are hindering them and stopping them from praying in this time. I pray that you would replace those things with a fire and a desire for the things of you. Now God, as we spend time in prayer this week, as we take time to pray through the scriptures, as we take time to wait on you and to receive fresh empowering, and as we stand in your authority and declare your promises over our lives, God, I pray that you would draw us deeper, take us deeper into relationship with you, that we would indeed grow in our friendship our connection with you as we take time to pray every day. Come Holy Spirit, empower your church today that you would release a fresh anointing upon each one of us to pray and to seek God. I thank you for your anointing, your presence with us today. Let this word be sealed in our hearts. In your mighty name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen.
Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We hope you are inspired with this message. For more information about our church and our program, please visit c 3 